How do you buy hearing aids? We're taking a week off from our deep dive into special education metrics started in episode 10 to talk about something super specific. Is it a disability rights topic? I think so. In a small way, it shows how our crazy healthcare system works for disabilities, and I've never really seen it talked about very well. Buying hearing aids is also a lot trickier than you may think. I'm your host, Stephen Davis, and welcome to episode 11 of Disability Democracy. This weekly podcast is about practical actions that you can take to make a difference in your community. The goal of Disability Democracy is to accelerate the disability community revolution. Find out more at disabilitydemocracy.org. According to Consumer Reports, 48 million Americans have hearing loss, and for many of us, most of us, hearing aids aren't covered by our health insurance. Yep, a predictable, solvable healthcare problem isn't covered. In many cases, there is no coverage at all for a product that typically costs over $1,000 for each ear and can range up to $2,500 each, maybe more. Hearing aids are so expensive that some people who need them don't get them or get just one. Now, I'm not going to spend all my time going all the different types of hearing aids. Mostly, I'm going to talk strategy with you. And here's the most important thing. Buying hearing aids is much more like buying a car or computer than buying glasses. They aren't just a little amplifier that you stick in your ears. They are a state-of-the-art computer that can be reprogrammed and that can last for five to seven years. You need to think of them as an investment that will pay off for a long time. I wound up replacing my first pair of hearing aids after two years because of a healthcare savings account hiccup. Without going into details, it just made sense to upgrade them. I'm glad I did. But now I wish I had upgraded them to the max. Let me explain. The key number that drives hearing aid performance is the number of channels. If you've ever looked at a hearing test result, you see a curve of how good or how bad your hearing is in each frequency. Uh, for high frequencies, where my young daughter lives and where my hearing is worst, to low frequencies, bass drums and those super loud cars that you hear shaking your windows as they drive down the street. Usually hearing loss isn't uniform. It is concentrated in one part of the spectrum or another. Mine I can't hear my daughter at all. The audio channels divide the, this continuous curve up into frequency bins. These separate pieces are amplified separately. The more bins, the better the hearing aid matches your specific hearing loss. My first hearing aid had four channels. My new ones have 12, three times more. The top-end hearing aids I've seen have 20. 
20 channels. What does that mean? Now, I have growing kids, so we're in a world of Legos. But if you have toddlers or have to buy kid gifts for little kids, there are these big blocks called mega blocks. These are supersized plastic blocks with a standard block around six inches long. Then as your kid gets older, you move up to Duplos with a two inch standard block, then Legos at just about one inch. More channels are kind of like moving from mega blocks to Duplos, then Legos. If you're trying to build a fancy model of Hogwarts from the Harry Potter movies with lots and lots of detail, you want Legos. If you want to build a big stack of blocks, mega blocks work. Hearing details comes from those channels. I really felt this when I upgraded my hearing aids. While I like music, I am no hardcore audiophile. But when I changed from four channels to 12 channels in my hearing aids, all of a sudden I could hear a ton of extra detail. And that is when I'm listening to Johnny Cash in my car with my kids, not Bach in a concert hall or a quiet room. The extra channels allow the hearing aids to much, much more closely match your actual hearing loss and that curve that they show you of how bad your hearing is. While a magnifying glass can help you see, prescription glasses are a lot better. With hearing aids, it's just the same. More channels give you a much better, more precise prescription. Going from four channels to 12 is three times better. Going to 20, five times better. We're five times more accurate fix matching your hearing. And these channels are the real difference in the cost of hearing aids. They drive the cost of the computer chip, actually a digital signal processing chip or DSP, more channels, more power, and all the rest of the features follow. It's not like glasses where they're actually customized. They are like a computer where all the differences are in the power, the peripherals, and the programming. Just a reminder that you can find full episode transcripts and additional resources at disabilitydemocracy.org. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, contact me there. We're reworking our newsletter to provide you even with more valuable content, uh, and it is an easy way to get information about all of our episodes. Let me know how we can make disability democracy more accessible and more actionable for you. Consumer Reports says you should only buy what you need for hearing aids. It is essentially the advice I got when I bought my first pair. Get the minimum you can get away with. I think this is bad advice. Hearing is one of your five senses. It allows you to hear your child, talk on the phone, listen to music. No one would tell you to buy a magnifying glass if you need glasses. Having polarizing lenses in my glasses means I don't need to buy or carry a pair of sunglasses. They make my vision work better. I don't know about you, but I want my hearing not to be 
just a little bit better or better enough. I want my hearing to be as good as possible. So back to those DSP chips and all their channels. Hearing aids with more channels have a lot of other features included. Smarter chips have more memory and support more fancy features right out of the box. It's the same with cars and computers. Let's go over a couple of what I think are the most important features. First, an easy one. Rechargeable hearing aids are a huge win over hearing aids with batteries. First of all, at least for me, the cost difference was something like $50. Now, if you're replacing your hearing aids every year, it's kind of a wash cost-wise. But after five years, you are way ahead with rechargeable batteries. And that is before the extra safety feature of having your hearing aids basically sealed up. No battery slot to open up and get dirt or water into or just mechanically fail. More reliable, more cost-effective for a five- to seven-year investment. No problem. Total win for rechargeables. Next, Bluetooth. If you use a smartphone, Bluetooth hearing aids are an easy buy. They seem to be coming more standard anyway. Again, not very expensive for a feature you are going to use regularly for five to seven years. And again, something like $50 to $150, a modest investment. If you don't use a smartphone, then you don't need Bluetooth. Pretty easy. For the usually modest cost, Telecoil is probably worth it. Public spaces for presentations and conference if we ever have them again, are often set up with this technology that plugs you right into the building sound system. Again, why not take advantage of everything that can help your hearing? I didn't get this, and I kind of regret it. You spend more than $20 to go to a movie for one ticket and no popcorn. Why not spend $50 to hear it better for the next five years? Hearing aids are an investment in your hearing, not something to scrimp on. Fancy computers have lots of features, and that's true of hearing aids as well. While I haven't done a systematic market survey, if you get hearing aids with 12 or 20 channels, you are likely to get lots of those other features just thrown in. They come standard. You'll likely get an app for your smartphone with lots of smart programs like those you may have for your stereo or sound system. It's really the same, and the smartest hearing aids automatically switch between these programs. It's all pretty amazing, and just like polarizing eyeglasses that protect your eyes from bright sunlight, the technology mostly takes care of itself. It's all about investing in quality. It's all about giving yourself the best hearing you can get. Here are three other little things that work for me. Let me know if they work for you. One, I went with behind-the-ear hearing aids. I think they're overall uh, more powerful and more cost-effective than the ones that go in your ear. Just like the difference between a PC and a laptop, they've got more space to work with, even if it's hidden behind your ears. Two, I bought silver hearing aids. No one notices them.
There are a wide range of skin colored options as well as black and white. I want silver in case I lost mine. So they'd be as easy as possible to find. I'd probably go with fluorescent yellow if that was an option. Even though you usually get insurance coverage with your hearing aids, who wants to deal with a missing one or getting it replaced? Three, if you wear glasses, you may have trouble if you have heavier frames with over-the-ear hearing aids. Not surprising, kind of obvious once you think about it, but no one said anything. Basically, the earpieces of your glasses can wind up sitting on your hearing aids. They gave me headaches until I switched back to lighter eyeglass frames. Problem solved. Four, just a warning. Even good hearing aids aren't perfect. I still have trouble uh, with noise in the background, and my ability to hear around corners is just not good. Also, hearing aids basically have little microphones in them that point forwards and backwards. I found this out while singing hymns in church. The otherwise wonderful woman who used to sit behind us sang dreadfully out of tune, and it was beaming right into my ears. By the way, you do actually need to wear your hearing aids for them to work. This shouldn't be surprising, but there are a lot of hearing aids out there sitting in drawers. It will take a while to get used to them. My eldest sister warned me that I needed to stick with them for several weeks, no matter what. It feels weird having something sticking in your ears. It is uncomfortable, but you'll get used to it. Though I still end up taking them out right after dinner and being a bit deaf for a couple hours before I go to sleep. It's a nice taking a break. We have a pretty perverse healthcare system. The way it works for hearing aids is kind of insane. Hearing shouldn't be a privilege for the wealthy. It is a terrible thing to cut corners on, but that is the system we have today. But what can you do today? One, well, many of us buy cars with financing or can afford low interest loans through our houses. If you can find a way to pay for really good hearing aids, do so. You, your family, your friends, and your coworkers will appreciate it. Even if they don't notice your hearing aids, especially if they don't notice your hearing, it is an investment that will last for five to seven years. Two, insurance companies, hearing aid manufacturers, or other groups should start financing hearing aids. I really, really, really don't understand this. It is a business opportunity at the very least, and it is a great service to people. If you can finance a car, a refrigerator, or air conditioning, you should certainly be able to finance some hearing aids. Three, I haven't seen refurbishment options for hearing aids. This seems an opportunity to help those who can't afford new hearing aids. They're basically computers and can be reprogrammed for a different person. If you know of some sort of program out there that does this, tell me and I will add it to the episode notes. Four, someone needs to talk to hearing aid manufacturers about marketing. It would be great 
and I think very doable, to put me in a good audio headset and let me actually hear the difference between different models and even different brands of hearing aids. People should know what they are missing and what they are getting with different levels and types of hearing aids. This, I think, would convince many people of the benefits of better hearing aids. Finally, let's start covering hearing aids under health insurance for everyone. 48 million Americans could benefit from better hearing. Apparently, one of the reasons a lot of veterans use their VA healthcare benefits is that the VA does cover hearing aids, and they cover them very well. A great idea, and it should be there for everyone. This episode of Disability Democracy was sponsored by Not Without Us. Not Without Us is a 501c4 mutual benefit corporation. Our goal is equality for all disabled adults and kids with disabilities. You can learn more about our work at notwithoutus.org. Our strategy is built on democratic action. Through this podcast and our community at disabilitydemocracy.org, we provide support to not-for-profits and to candidates for local office. We endorse candidates and directly work on selected issues. We'd like to thank Sean Moran and Meredith Mengel for their contributions to Not Without Us. You can support Not Without Us with an annual, monthly, or one-time donation at notwithoutus.org join. If you have any questions or comments on this episode, visit disabilitydemocracy.org. You can email us, leave a comment, or even a voice message. I'm Stephen Davis, and on behalf of Not Without Us, we think that democracy comes not from a vote every two years, but from the actions we can take every day.